Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. From the Athletic, Bob Kravitz on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Um, I saw this, your headline, or at least what you wrote on a tweet, firing Frank right now makes Colts owner Jim Irsay look lost, uh, impetuous, and disingenuous. Remember when Reich was safe? Yeah, that was one week ago. You add that with the hiring of Jeff Saturday. I can kind of guess what you're thinking, but I guess I'll ask you, what are you thinking? Now, I think this has been in the works for a while is what I think. I mean, yeah. it's not like Jim woke up after the game and said, uh, we got to get Saturday in here. So this is this has been going on for a while. Uh, clearly, he was not being straightforward with uh, Mort or Ian Rappaport uh, by saying that he was safe. Maybe he meant he was safe for the next 24 hours, um, yeah. but certainly not long-term. And uh, this just smells, man. It just, it just stinks to high heaven. I'm not saying there's no reason to, to move Frank uh, out of his position, but um, you know, I, I think Ballard's got more blood on his hands on this. And the man in 40-33 and won with five different quarterbacks. So, I mean, that's, that's hard to swallow. Well, I'm, I'm honestly okay. After yesterday, you kind of knew that something was, was going to happen, and that's exactly what happened. I agree with you as far as Chris Ballard is concerned, but what do you think with the, the hiring – of Jeff Saturday as the interim coach right now, I Ballard to me is going to be done at the end of the year because of that alone. How do you feel about that, and how do you feel about the future of Ballard here? Yeah, I think uh, I, I think this suggests that Jim is firmly at the controls, which should scare the hell out of everybody. Um, but uh, the Saturday hiring, look, I, I love Jeff Saturday. He's one of my favorite people in the world, but. He's got no coaching experience, at least. Uh, I mean, he's got high school coaching experience, uh, which doesn't, you know, make you ready for the National Football League. I mean, we're going to this press conference. We have no idea who's going to call the plays next week. They don't have anybody on their staff outside of maybe Matt Ryan who's called plays, you know? I mean, would it shock anybody in a day of shocking developments? If they said, yeah, Matt Ryan's going to call the plays. I mean, who the hell knows at this point? I, I was surprised about the right thing, though, because in the 30 years that Jim has owned this team, he has never fired a coach in, in, in the middle of the season. So I thought he was going to give him the rest of the season and pull the plug, but uh, they decided to make this move, and I think uh, it's going to be uh, a very uh, – challenging last couple of couple of months here it's so bob kravitz of the athletic is with us i am going to give you my theory and you can laugh at it agree with it whatever my theory is that saturday comes in here and from what you hear uh, he's had some fingerprints on some evaluation of this roster even prior to uh, which mm -hmm. i'm sure we'll get into as well and you'll talk about at 7 30 this evening ask questions about at the very least but i think 
to me, my theory is he's brought in here. And he's going to do this job on an interim basis in a season that's absolutely lost. And he's going to check out, continue to evaluate this roster, and he'll slide over to be the player personnel decision maker coming up next year, which will not be Chris Ballard. And they'll find another head coach in the offseason. What do you think? Not, not outlandish. Um, I mean, uh, Ethan Rappaport uh, said something earlier in the day uh, about how Saturday is going to kind of be the eyes and ears for Ursay in the locker room and, and give him kind of an honest evaluation of what the hell is wrong with this team. Um, and, yeah, I do. Uh, I think it's entirely possible that he moves over uh, and, and uh, you know, takes the, the GM role. Um, but, you know, I mean, uh, am I 100% sure? No, but I think that's a very valid, uh, valid possibility. Oh, well, and after today – you can't really dismiss anything, right? You can't so anything. Maybe Andrew Luck is coming back as coach. I don't know. I mean, I, I really thought that Reich was going to survive, especially because I took Jim at his word when he told the Rappaport that 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 uh, Frank was safe. I mean, that's what looks so bad here. I mean, a week ago he gave him the the, the vote of confidence, and one week later he's out, and clearly. This has been in the works for a while. I mean, you know, uh, I, I, you know, they, they can say otherwise, but this is, it's got to be the way it came down. We'll learn a lot more tonight at uh, seven thirty. It's going to be an interesting press conference. The Tarek Glenn weekend, I'm assuming, is when a lot of this stuff was, was hashed out. And you know, regarding you know Reich and then you know what he said as far as him being safe. And I think we both talked about that being in the moment. And then when, when everything went to hell in a handbasket yesterday, I think you can kind of you – know, people all of a sudden, I think, Bob, started to, all right, well, you can justify doing something that you had never done with your head coach in the past. I just kind of wonder where this is all going and what this equates regarding Chris Ballard. What do you think? I think Chris is done at the end of the year. Uh, you know, I, I could be 100% wrong. I thought that Reich was going to survive the year, so what the hell do I know? But – uh, I think uh, that, you know, you look at their, at their offensive line, they've sunk, what, $42 million into the O-line, the most expensive O-line in the league, and they are awful. And it's not all on prior. It's, it's you know, I mean, you got to look at the guys you're paying the big money to, and they're not getting it done either. Um, but, yeah, it's – it's very it's it, it, it's hard to understand what what has happened with this team. Is Jim Mercer meddling too much? Yes, yes. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. He, he must be feeling his oats lately because he comes out, says all that stuff about Dan Snyder, <laughs> and then you look at his his program and it's almost as dysfunctional. Not not in nasty in the nasty ways that the commanders are dysfunctional, but certainly there's a lack of direction uh, with this uh, with this team right now, this franchise. And yeah, I uh, I, I have a hard time seeing how they can sell Chris Ballard uh, to to the fan base at this point. I I mean, is there any way? that we can realistically believe that Chris Ballard would think 
that this Jeff Saturday plan was a good idea on any level? There's no way. No, this is the Jim Ursay move all the way. I mean, he picks the coaches. He picks – he does all that stuff. And, um, look, I mean, this may work out in the long term for the best. Uh, you know, and you know I'm not a glass-half-full kind of guy unless it involves whiskey. But they – you know, they're going to go in the tank. I mean, the history of interim coaches – I'm not saying that Jeff Saturday has no chance, but – the history of interim coaches is not good. Ask Rick Venturi, our friend. And, you know, they're going to end up with a top five, top seven pick, I would guess, if this season remains on the trajectory that it's already on. Well, now you're looking at being in a position to draft one of, those, one of those quarterbacks. So, in the long run, this might be the best thing for the team. But, it's, boy, they, they picked a hard way to get there. Yeah, it's uh, Bob Kravitz from The Athletic on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Part of my thoughts um, in, in trying to sell something I didn't believe in, and uh, it'll take some time for me to, to see the signs, to believe in the, the move that they're making right now. But, but part of it, Bob, was, you know, what the hell, you might as well. If you're going to elevate Bubba Ventrone, for example, as the interim head coach, what the hell? Why not go ahead and make this move? And who really cares at this point? We've seen John Fox. We've seen Gus Bradley. Again, what the hell? I don't know if I sold anybody on it, including myself, but that was part of my thought. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, what do they got to lose except another, what, eight games or however yes. many are left? Um, it just, the thing is, it, it makes the Colts look bad. It makes them look dysfunctional. It makes them look like a dumpster fire. Everything I can, you know, you know, they, they just, they, they look like they don't know what the hell they're doing. And now if they walk out of the next draft with the successor, a quarterback, all well and good, but uh, boy, they're sure t- taking a creative uh, route to get to that point. So what do you think tonight? Seven thirty expectation of what you're going to hear everybody's going to say they're on board with it i'm going to be yeah, curious i guess as well collaborative yeah collaborative drink every time take a shot of fireball every time you hear the word collaborative yes and that we're going to hear a lot of that um jeff will do fine jeff obviously is uh media savvy as we know um I, I'm curious, you know, how, how much responsibility. I'm sure that Chris Ballard is going to fall on his sword and say it, it's all my fault and, you know, uh, make everybody feel better about his situation. But, yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting press conference. Uh, I've got – I'm loaded with a couple of questions. Hopefully I get them in. Well, that and the players – I mean, what do you think the players are thinking right now? Especially defense. I don't really care what the offensive players are thinking right now. But the defensive players who actually went out and did a job yesterday and played well, what are these guys thinking about the direction this team is going? After all this talk, all this buy-in, we're a team, we're unified, all these sayings, all these slogans flush right down the toilet. They think they're being left out to dry is my guess. Uh, you know, they're going to say all the right things uh, when we meet with them uh, on Wednesday. But they've got to feel like they've been left behind. Um, 
you know, certainly, certainly that, I mean, they, they balled out, you know, with, with one or two uh, minor exceptions, they played really well this year. And why, why is that? Because Chris Ballard went and spent some damn money on the defense. You know, he did it with, with, with Buckner. He did it with uh, Gilmore. Uh, he spent some money. You look at the, you look at their wide receivers. They they spent almost no money on their wide receivers. I realize they're very young, you know, and they're still on their first contracts. But for them, yeah, I mean they all are. But uh, you, you get what you pay for in this league, and you know the defense has nothing to be ashamed of. They're not responsible for this. But I'll tell you what, if I'm one of those five guys up front on the offensive line, I'm feeling real real lousy about myself because I just got a good coach fired. Yeah. And then Chris Rosser, of all coaches, is still here, which is amazing in its own right. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. I mean, look, I, I, you know, I've met Chris Strasser once. You know, he, he may be a fine coach for all I know. I mean, may, but, you know, if you're, looking for, if you're looking for scapegoats, that's a damn good place to start. I agree with you, though. This looks like a sloppy mess. So you find out a little bit more on what type of solid ground they're on coming up at about 730. Uh, Bob Kravitz has the column inside the athletic right now regarding the latest set of circumstances and decisions from Jim Irsay and his Indianapolis Colts. Bob, I appreciate you jumping on here at the last minute. Enjoy that presser tonight. Get those questions in. All right. I'll do that, man. Thanks so much. You got it. Bob Kravitz of the athletic. Jay Query, the morning show, Kevin and Query, who oddly enough had Jeff Saturday on this morning, as they do every Monday mornings on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Help me um, dismiss anything I've said so far, back up something I've said so far. Where do you stand on where this is right now? Well, let me preface with John. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Hey fam, I'm asking for your support. Help us raise money for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. Families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food so they can focus on helping their child live. By pledging just $19 a month, you're helping St. Jude give every child with cancer a chance. Help St. Jude save lives. Call 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898 and become a partner in Hope today. And as always, thanks for having me on. Um, let me preface with, like everybody, you know, we, we don't really know any answers as to timelines and motivation just yet. So you're reading tea leaves. You're going off of conversations. You're going off of precedent, history, etc. I can't rule out. I don't know that this is the case, but let me throw this at you, John, and then you tell me what you think of this. I can't rule out the possibility. The first thing that I thought when I heard that Jeff Saturday was the interim was Chris Ballard was not consulted on this, or if he was, he was not. He was he was told this is what was happening. This is a Jim Irsay move, which in fact neuters Chris Ballard, and there's probably not a lot to be gained by making a change as the general manager in the middle of the season. So then I began to wonder if. Jim Mercer doesn't know 
already that he's getting rid of Chris Ballard at the end of the year. So Jeff Saturday is brought in not just as the interim head coach, but to do a three-month talent evaluation and inventory to say to Jim Mersey, these are the guys you want to run with and these are the guys that you want to part with And from a, from a roster standpoint. And thus, Jim Mersey cleans house altogether. I, I can't rule that out. I don't know that for certain, but it would seem to me that if Chris Ballard was the general manager of the football team with executive decision on the direction of the team, I mean, look, he, he had his opportunity to hire a head coach. He hired one that then turned around and went in the opposite direction and is now in Las Vegas and is the next coach they're going to see on the schedule. So they ended up going with the head coach that by default, I think Jim Mercer ended up selecting without Chris Ballard's, you know, it wasn't Chris Ballard that hired Frank Reich. They brought in one quarterback that was Frank Reich's suggestion. They then had to get rid of that one and brought in another one that seemingly was Jim Mercer's choice. And then that quarterback was benched for another quarterback that was Jim Mercer's promotion. So, so through all of this, I think, where is Chris Ballard's voice? And this leads me towards leaning towards the direction that Chris Ballard's job is in jeopardy as well. I don't think that I'm no, I think he's done. I think this decision, this decision means that Ballard is done. I'll give you my theory, and I don't know if it's going to play out to be accurate. But, but one is, and I was trying to sell folks on this because I, I think this, this whole thing does look incredibly dysfunctional. I mean, all of it. And it has for a while and certainly does right now. But I think what happens is, this is my theory, that they want Saturday to come in here. He's already been, I guess, to a degree, from what I've been told, doing some evaluations um, organizationally, looking at things organizationally even prior to that. So I think he comes in here. You know, he's the coach. He, he finds out what's going on on the inside organizationally because, really, you have Chris Ballard for that. So why would you need to bring Jeff Saturday in to do that? I think he does that, and then I think at the end of the season, maybe he slides over and becomes the next general manager when they part ways with Chris Ballard. That's, that's my theory. I'm not suggesting it's going to be accurate, but that's my theory. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, you know, listen, we had Jeff Saturday on us. You know, we have him on each week, and I, and I had forgotten this. Kevin unearthed the audio. It wasn't long ago, but, you know, the show takes place before I go to bed each day, so have, you know, sure. have a heart. Um, but we, you know, I had asked Jeff Saturday, somebody had asked a question, I think it was about three weeks or a month ago, of would Jeff Saturday ever run the organization? And so I kind of flippantly asked him that. And he laughed and said, hey, you know, tell Jim to give me a call, whatever. And then I said, well, hey, listen, I mean, obviously they've got a GM with Chris Ballard, but if that phone call was made from an organization somewhere, would you take it? And he said, well, I've had teams reach out to me, but the Colts are not one of them. Um, you know, and so now we know where that answer is. We know that, yes, in fact, he's certainly at the least willing to be in a coaching role. You know, whether that – who they turn to then to become the head coach, I don't know that answer. And I don't know that they know that answer at this point in terms of the permanent head coach. But, again, I go back to um, – and I know that I'm stating the obvious. I, I, by no means am I pretending to be, you know, some sort of big investigative reporter here. I, you know, I'm not Bob Siegel, right? But – it, it just it appears to me if I'm Chris Ballard, I'm not comfortable in the press conference tonight at seven o'clock. And unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to be there because I've got a, a previous commitment. I'm going to the Pacer game, but I, I'm hopeful that somebody asks Chris Ballard tonight directly. How much say did you have in this? And are you comfortable with this direction? 
Well, and, and while you can ask that, look at all the questions that have been asked and the answers that those questions have, have ended up getting from, you know, Jim Irsay just eight days ago talking about how these guys are safe. And I know that that was just in the moment before Halloween, but still, it's stuff that you go back to. It just seems like everything, maybe not everything, but most of the things we've heard from training camp on has been disproven at, at some point not too far after these things are said. And that's another one of the reasons why this kind of just seems like a, how should I put this, just a, a, a chaotic, messy, and it's not just because Jeff Saturday, you know, is trying to do something that really nobody has done in forever, you know, make that jump to the head coach of the NFL. He's a high school guy, has never had college or NFL experience. It just seems like the message all the way around from this team has been messy. They try to quiet the criticism by saying something, assuming that everybody that's a Colts fan wants to hear, and then it turns out being completely inaccurate. That's kind of how I view everything right now. Tom, my concern would be this. My concern would be, you and I have talked about this before, and I realize it's dangerous sometimes to go off of speculation or conjecture. But a lot of us who have covered this team for a long time have always heard, and I've mentioned it to you probably 100 times on these airwaves, the theory that when Bill Pullian was the director, you know, was overseeing everything for the Colts, that that was under the direction of the NFL because Ursay, to his credit, issues that he worked his way through, that Ursay had some issues where the NFL had concern and placed Bill Pullian under an undetermined amount of time to run the franchise and take that power away from Jim Irsay. And they had great stability during that time period, and they had great success. But since the time that theoretically that power has been returned to Jim Irsay, rightly so, he's the owner, to underneath them, it's been, I wouldn't say a disaster by any stretch, but stability would not be the word that I would use. And as we move further along, the instability seems to be more consistent than stability itself. And that would yeah. be a concern to people, I think. Well, and, and that's where my, my theory regarding Saturday, you know, being somebody that's a decision maker and not so much the coach and moving forward, uh, that's, I, I think that's what it's going to take, and I'll put it this way, for the owner to stop meddling, for the, the owner to start, stop getting involved. I mean, think about what he's in, been involved with, you know, these decisions, you know, the past really three weeks or so. I mean, he's the reason why beyond the shoulder injury, Matt Ryan is benched and benched for the rest of the year. He's the one that wanted to see more than anybody else, Sam Ellinger. He's the one that said enough is enough for Frank Reich. And most of these decisions I think everybody is cool with, but clearly he's the one that wants to bring in Jeff Saturday. And I will say this, I've been trying to sell that to folks because I don't really buy it, but I've been trying to sell it to them about, you know, if you're going to hire a guy on an interim basis, I mean, go with somebody that you want to really see because that was a reason why the most felt the Bubba Ventrone would get the interim job over a guy like John Fox or Gus Bradley because you'd already seen them as a head coach and you want to see this guy who some believe could be some sort of up-and-coming type of coach in the not-so-distant future. So, you know, if you're going to do that, then, then why not this? But to me, that is still a tough sell beyond the fact that it looks like the owner's meddling, and when this recently has happened, negative things have occurred thereafter. I mean, Giles, what, what is the entire 
coaching staff, aside from maybe Reggie Wayne. Listen, I know that people love Jeff Saturday. He's a respected guy. He's a, he's a good guy, no question. But what do people think when all of a sudden this seismic change happens within their organization and the team that they're an assistant coach for, and now all of a sudden they're answering to and having meetings being called by a guy that two weeks ago wasn't even in the building? Yeah. No, I know. You know I mean, yeah. there has to be has to be some resentment there, does there not? And further, I would guess, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the players know Jeff Saturday because of the fact he was on ESPN. But you know, it's funny. It's funny. Like I think I told you two weeks ago, something like that. I went back and spoke to the North Central High School football team for their senior banquet, and. I was on my way there and I actually had Saturday do a video for them. And he did a really cool video. It was about two minutes long and sent it to me. And I I played it for the the kids at North central. And then it dawned on me, wait a minute. I don't know how many of these kids, these high school kids. And he did a really good job of saying from the, from the start of it, Hey, you guys probably don't know this, but I played for the Colts and now I'm on ESPN. They probably know him from ESPN, but I got to thinking about it. I'm like, high school kids wouldn't remember necessarily his playing career with the Colts for the most part. So how many how many guys playing for the Colts right now even are not aware of it? They're all aware of it, but you know remember it or 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 understand it or have the reverence for it. But they would know him from obviously from ESPN, and I think he's probably been around the building an awful lot. I mean he was at he was at training camp a lot. He probably knows a lot of those guys. But I just wonder what the reaction is going to be to all of a sudden starting tomorrow they got to answer to his commands. You know, I look at it this way too. I um. You talk about the resentment of the players. From what people were saying over there, maybe not so much from a player standpoint or angle, but just people in that building were as, and this is out there, this is not just me, but were equally as surprised at what took place with this decision as we were today. Because when you first saw that, you didn't want to immediately retweet it because you thought, yeah, this is somebody, man. This is somebody messing around here. You don't want to retweet. I mean, you really had to look at it and go, this is seriously accurate. And I think that from what I've been told, most in that that building thought the same thing. Especially considering, I mean, from selfishly speaking, you know, I I looked at it and I'm like, wait a minute. We just had him on the air two hours ago. Yeah. I mean, and I asked Saturday this morning, if he thought the question that I asked Jeff Saturday was, look, Jeff, we always talk about coaches losing the locker room, but is it possible this locker room lost him? Is it possible that Frank Reich has checked out and knows he's done and is just, and, and psychologically checked out and Saturday, essentially not so many words. I don't want to quote him directly, but to paraphrase it, he just said, look, he's not a mail it in guy. He had mailed it in. He's going to, he's going to continue to fight and do his job. But, I mean, clearly at that point Saturday knew, right? And I get it. I mean, I yeah. respect the fact oh, yeah. he's not going to say it. But, you know, but he knew. So, you can imagine my shock. Like, wow, okay. You know, just had him on. Now I guess the big question becomes, is he still going to do our show on Mondays? Well, I, I guess. Do you think he knew when he was hitting the anvil with a hammer last week? Like he knew then? Yeah, I think he knew, honestly. I'll bet the conversations began when he was here for Tarek Glenn's Ring of Honor. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And I also would think that Jeff, that I, I don't think, and I want to, I don't think that it would have gone for very long, but I would think just it would behoove of Jim Mercy again and probably Saturday as well 
that they at least ran it past Peyton Manning if he'd want to be involved in any way. And that probably that conversation lasted shorter than the amount of time it took me to set up that answer. <laughs> oh, I love, I do love the golden era. And again, what, whatever they're trying to do here, I, I hope that, and I, I guess when you talk about it working out, you hope that, you know, they come to this, this conclusion and it's legitimate. You know, it's not just, again, the owner meddling with somebody that he's known for a long time and, and trust that, you know, maybe has sold him, but nobody else on, on what could be the future. I, I, I mean, I, I guess I want this to be legitimized because I, I, I love that era as much as I do, and I like Jeff and obviously Manning and that group. And you don't want to besmirch that level of greatness that we saw back then with just some kind of circusy decision-making in the now, if you know what I mean. I mean, Jamie, the, the thing to me that's the most disappointing – the thing to me that's the most disappointing is you have two franchises in this town. You have the Pacers and the Colts, and theoretically right now they're in the exact same position. They're both starting over from scratch. The difference being the Pacers were up front about it, and they completely flipped the fan base in, in being transparent, where people were like, okay, all right, well, you know, that's kind of fun. I'm on board. I'll get in. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. Whereas with the Colts, they sold everybody this bill of goods that this was the year they were all chips in. They were going after it and it didn't work out. And now all of a sudden, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of acting like they're still trying to salvage the season, but it's over. It's over. I, I mean, even if they went on the hottest miracle streak of all time and won their last nine games, it's or eight or whatever it is, it's over. It's eight games. So they'd be 11, five and one. Sam Ellinger going to go into Buffalo in January and win you a game? They can't guard anybody. They can't block anybody. So it's just disappointing because I'm not the one that said they were pushing all in this year. You're not the one that said that. They said that. We didn't. They said that. So I think you have a disappointed fan base in a disappointed city that is emotionally and financially put their time and interest into a franchise that they just felt like at the very least they should get transparency back from. And they were sold a bill of goods. It's at Jay Query, the morning show, Kevin and Query, weekday morning, seven until 10 a.m. He's with us via the Andy Moore automotive group hotline. That has just kind of been the track in most of the, the past five or six years. And certainly since, you know, the quarterback stepped away in the fashion in which he did, these are the types of things that I wouldn't say this story today is commonplace, but you know, days like this where you're wondering where this is all going has become commonplace, and that certainly is unfortunate. So offensive coordinator-wise, Scotty Montgomery, Scott Milanovic, who do you think is going to be calling the plays or at least going to be initiating with the uh, offensive coordination? And uh, what do you think we're going to hear coming up later on tonight? What's going to be that 7.30 live press conference angle in your estimation? Well, first off, I think it'll be Scotty Montgomery. Uh, I don't know that, but that, that's kind of my gut or what I hear. Yeah. Secondly, I think what we're going to hear is, you know, that, that they just, you know, the horseshoe, you know, Jeff Saturday's a horseshoe guy, and they just felt like this was the right, you know, they're excited about the direction, and he's going to bring a new voice, and 
when in reality, I think he's being brought in to, to give a survey. I, I think he's brought in to, to oversee what's going on and report back to Ursay and say, here's the good and here's the bad. Uh, you know, I, again, I think the biggest thing that needs to be addressed tonight is how much did Ballard have say in this? Because is this a sign that Chris Ballard is being given new direction in terms of the coach to work with, or is this a sign that Chris Ballard is dead man walking? I don't know the answer to that, but I, let me ask you, John, do you think Chris Ballard is yeah. the general manager of the Colts a year from now? No, no, not on any level. No, I think he lasts the end of the year, and and we'll see what happens with, with this, this whole thing, but um, I think at the end of the year, I think it's over. I do. Yeah, I mean, he's had plenty of time. I get the Andrew Luck thing was was a challenge, but, you know, there are a lot of teams have had a lot of challenges since that time, and um, you know, I, I'm not sitting here writing his, his obit just yet career-wise, but, um, you know, seemingly a nice guy, but a good guy in the community. But if they do make that change, I understand it because they've won one playoff game in six years. Uh, that's and what and to down. be completely fair, I mean, Frank Reich, who's not going to be confused with Vince Lombardi anytime soon, if he's on the hook at this level, then Chris Ballard should be on the hook at this level because yes, people want to point to the, the moves he made, but they always point to the positive ones. They haven't pointed to the ones that really have tripped up this organization when, you know, they're supposed to be winning. You know, when we hear the words of the expectations or the all chips are in and, you know, we're going to, you know, the expectation is winning the AFC South. And I, I think the conclusion that you draw this year that they've backpedaled so far, you thought that they were close, and then we saw this season, and Jake, within their own division, they're not close. They, they are not close. It's not, well, here or there, if you get a win here or there, and you could, no, it's not even close right now. So, to me, you make that choice on Ballard, similar to the one on Reich, because he's as accountable as the head coach should be. Yeah, I, I, and again, I mean, You've reset now the timeline where you're going to need another two or three years because now you got to go with another quarterback and you got to rebuild. And they've got good play. They've got a lot of money tied up in positions where they have good players, but they're they are positions that are not of the premium relevance in the 2022 National Football League, and that's the unfortunate thing. They got all their money tied up in you know a, a guard and a linebacker and just areas that unfortunately good players, very good players. But it's like having a seven-foot back-to-the-basket Charles Oakley-type center in the NBA today. It's just an antiquated school of thought. You believe how bad that product offensively was yesterday? And, and here's the other thing, too. I said last week Sam Ellinger was fine. Um, he was awful yesterday. <laughs> so I know that everybody's still looking for, well, whether or not you have an a- I think I have my answer. Do you have your answer on Ellinger? Yeah, I mean, I think – if you were going to say it fairly, you would say that it's really hard to assess anybody yesterday because yeah. he had zero time to do anything. But I, I think we have a pretty good idea who he is. And that is, you know, he's like Chase Daniel, right? A guy that could probably play 12 years as a solid backup in the NFL. But if you're relying on him being your guy, you're probably not very good. So do you know whether or not you guys are still going to have Jeff Saturday on Mondays? I don't know that. I would certainly hope so. Um, you know, those decisions are made probably above me. But I, I would. I, we will do everything we can to cement it. I can tell you that. Um, 
I would love to. I think he's a good guest, and I think certainly now his uh, his input would be invaluable, but I don't know for certain one way or the other. But he has been a guest of ours every Monday, of course. Do you think there'll be any uh, juice, any inspiration for Colts fans in what has been a disappointing lost season when they return home for that Philly game a week from Sunday with this hiring? Interesting question because I asked the Twitter poll. I did a Twitter survey, you know, to kind of gauge where people yeah. are. And I know Twitter's not the end all be all, obviously. Uh, but I just said, Jeff Saturday is an interim. A, love it, let's go. B, Matt, I lost interest. C, it makes no sense. Or D, it's a sign of total disarray. And right now, with um, close to 1,500 people voting, nearly half say that it's a sign of total disarray. So I think that probably answers yeah. the question. Yeah. Like, I, I tried to, I gave my side, and my side is in dysfunction, disarray, meddling, all of that. And I tried to say, all right, so here's our ways this can work. And when you, when you look at it, this is the one thing I came up with, Jake, with, with the uh, interim tag in mind. Once you're going interim, who cares? You know what I mean? I, and that's not, yeah. I shouldn't probably say that because you do care, and that is... <laughs> That's not good for the hiring of Jeff Saturday. But if you're going to put Bubba Ventrone there as an interim, why not Jeff Saturday? And I guess kind of why not you? Why not me? Why not anybody? And I haven't sold myself on that, but I think that's the selling point here. And it does help. We know this being around here because we're all from here. We, we love the greatness of eras here. We would all, hey, would you like, would you this season put back I used 1987 team if you could have it in a oh, second, man. right? You'd put it all back together again, wouldn't you? In a wow. second. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and run down the box score for you of the 87 championship <laughs> game, but I, you know, yeah. I can yeah. tell you that that Alfred had 23, Smart had 21, Thomas had 20, yeah. Garrett had 10, uh, Isle Hillman, Callaway, and Cree Smith yes. all played but did not score, and Todd Meyer played but did not score. I mean, you know, so yeah, uh, listen. I keep saying, listen, let me, let me say this, you know, two things. Number one, I, I think Jeff Saturday is an, obviously a very likable guy. He is the seventh interim head coach now in the history of the franchise, going back to Baltimore. Only one of them, which was Ron Meyer, was retained as head coach, was kept on. So one would think yeah. that by precedent, to your point, he probably slides into another role. And secondly, I love every time you say the word metal because I keep thinking of Scooby-Doo. No, me too. Those meddling kids. <laughs> that meddling owner. Hey, I, I do have to own this, speaking of which. I loved it when he meddled when the Josh McDaniels thing went, went haywire. And that, again, speaks to what most of the folks around here, they, they, they still have, I still have a connection to that golden era that we call the golden era. You know, Super Bowl 41, you know, two Super Bowls, one win. That era where... Colts football finally mattered around here. We finally found out what it was like to be a really good NFL team and an exciting NFL market. That changed the dynamic really, not just here with Colts fans, but on the high school level in football as well. So much change from that level of greatness, and I want it all to work, and I love that connection. I was, I, I liked it when Polian and Dungy and Manning got involved back when Josh McDaniel said no and they brought in Frank Reich, but then you know, you look at it five years later, and it didn't work out whatsoever. It makes you wonder now if there's going to be another coaching search 
to your point, I know I keep yes. belaboring this point, you know, how much does Chris Ballard get say in it? Or is it done by committee? Do they break, you know, who, who does Jim Mersey trust to help him with this hire? Or does he just decide that he can do it on his own? Yeah, he just hired him. I think he just hired him, didn't he? And then I'm sure that you know, some of the usual suspects will probably have a little bit of input as well. But I'm, yeah. I'm assuming he just hired him. I, I, again, in closing, i got to let you go here, but the, the, the Chris Ballard thing, there's no way in the world you can view this as good for Chris Ballard. Nowhere. Uh, things at this press conference will have to be explained to me like I'm a seven-year-old to understand it for me to come off of that particular point. I don't know how in the yeah, world you can view it other than way. any other press conference. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. You guys be locked and loaded. I'm sure you will. We will, John. I appreciate it. You got it, buddy. Thank you. It's uh, Jay Query, the Kevin and Query Morning Show, weekday morning, 7 until 10 a.m. right here on The Fan. Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairgrounds. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com.